You're listening to New Car Smell Tuesday on Beyond the Airways, the Infinity Project. Good evening, everybody. It is Tuesday night here at Beyond the Airways, the Infinity Project. And since it is Tuesday, that means it's time for New Car Smell Tuesday. We got new releases in video games, anime, manga, Blu-ray DVDs, and of course, the music. Gotta have the music. Anyway, I'm your host for tonight. I am Oddball Extreme. I'm currently joined on the line by the Joker. Good evening to you, sir. Good evening, everyone. Happy Tuesday. Yep, we got Ashley in the chat room. Hey, Ash. Hello, Ashley. Yeah, let's see. Um, Our Asian magician will be joining us a little later since she's having a late dinner. And, of course, Red Ranger Tim is over at the rabbit hole tonight, so... He'll be back tomorrow on our Food Fascination show, so all said and done. (laughs) So, anyway, I think we might as well just go ahead and get things started, right? Yep. Let's get going. I'll start with the video games first. Mm Mm-hmm. And we should tell you, Twifinite has kind of changed things up a little bit. Yep. So I'm going to start with the PS. Four games, because that's the new format. They do it just by console, not all like mixed together. So, starting with the PS4 games, we only got three that are coming out this week. The first one is Bomber Crew um, Complete Edition, Power Rangers Battle for the um, Grid, and then Borderlands Game of the Year Edition, which basically it's Basically, the first, the first, the the first Borderlands game that's out for the PS4. Then, on Xbox One, actually, there's none this week for Xbox One. Yep. So on to the Nintendo Switch games that are out today. We got again, the Bomber Crew Complete um, Edition and. Darksiders and War Masters. Then on the 4th, which is Thursday, we've got Pressure Overdrive. Then on the 5th, which is Friday, we got Super Dragon Ball Heroes World of Mission. And that is it for this week. Yeah. Well, and then yeah, on to the anime and manga. Mm-hmm. Then on to the anime and manga day, we got... Uh, Kaizik Record of Bastard Magic Instructor Volume 6. Got Eharu Rise Volume 4. Ari Furita from Pound Place to World's Strongest. The Light Novel Volume 5. Next, we got Blaine Movie Edition Manga. Got Warden School Juliet Volume 5. Food, um, Food Wars, Shokugeki no Soma, Volume 29, Jun Tyson, Zodiac War, Volume 4, Lord Marksman and Vanda, Volume 10, My Hero Academia, Volume 18, My Hero Academia School, Breeze, Volume 1, and My Hero Academia, Vigilante, Volume 4. And we got Nautica of the Valley of the Wind picture book manga. Then we got No Game, No Light, Volume 8. Nanan, Biori, Volume 11. Platinum End, Volume 8. Shikane and Hana, Volume 8. Then the Art of Nautica of the Valley of the Wind. Um, the Promised Neverland, Volume 9. The Water Dragon Bride, Volume 9. The our transparent light blue. Um, we never learned volume three. And Yana of the Dawn. And then out tomorrow is Berserk, the Flame Dragon Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot this week. Hmm? Especially when it doesn't exactly talk about the anime. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? I may actually run in the anime here. <laughs> on my yeah. end with the with the Blu-ray and DVDs 
This is kind of weird because now we're just not getting anything. All right, let's see. Now on to my thing with Metacritic. There we go. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyway, uh, all four of the featured movies are on Blu-ray and DVD, and they range in score from 58 to 78, so not bad. So anyway, here we go. First up is the movie I got my Blu-ray today with, Bumblebee, <laughs> which scored a very good 66. The surprisingly decent spinoff of the Transformers series actually has a higher meta score than any other film in the franchise. Set in 1987, Bumblebee follows Charlie, played by Haley Steinfeld, as she discovers the titular Transformer in a junkyard, only to learn that it's no ordinary VW bug. Travis, uh-oh, hold on, phone. Hold on. Hold on. I am still here, folks. Seriously, I hate it when they do that. Oh, boy. Apologies for the phone call, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know anybody there, and they were just silent for the few minutes. Like, sorry, you don't talk, I hang up. Bye. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, anyway, uh, Charlie, let's see, set in 1987, Bumblebee follows Charlie, by Haley Steinfeld, and she discovers the titular Transformer in a junkyard, only to learn that it's no ordinary VW bug. Travis Knight makes his live-action d- directing debut after the critical hit, Cubo and the Two Strings. So it's like, yay, I'm glad Travis Knight was able to do something right with it. <laughs> All right, next up with a decent 58 is The Mule. Clint Eastwood steps in front of the camera for the first time since 2012's Trouble with the Curve in this film based on the life of World War II veteran Leo Sharp. Directing himself for the first time since 2008's Gran Torino, Eastwood stars as Earl Stone, a man facing foreclosure on his business who unknowingly signs up to be a drug courier for the Mexican cartel. Bradley Cooper plays the DEA agent who takes an interest in Earl. There's a strong supporting cast, including Lawrence Fishburne, Michael Pena, Diane Weiss, Andy Garcia, Allison Eastwood, and Thaisa Farmiga. But critics mostly found it unsubstantial and underdeveloped. That's not good for a Clint Eastwood movie. No kidding. Yikes. Yeah. And then this movie has the second highest score of the week, A Silent Voice. It's an anime. There we go. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, let's see. Based on Yoshitoki Oima's best-selling seven-volume manga series, this winner of Best Film at the Tokyo Anime Awards is an incident-packed coming-of-age drama that tackles bullying and suicide. Directed by Naoko Yamada, the 2017 film, which is only now making its way to disc in the West, tracks the evolving relationship between Shoya Ishida, a school bully, and Shoko Nishimiya, a young girl with a hearing disability. And it's like, hmm, I think that thing just got my attention. Let's see. Then also, uh, with a decent 61, is the movie Vice. Nominated for eight Academy Awards and a 2018 leading six Golden Globes, but not as well liked by critics who found it too glib and shallow. Director Adam McKay's follow-up to The Big Short explains how Dick Cheney became vice president to George W. Bush and reshaped the country and the world during his eight years in power. Christian Bale stars as Cheney, and he certainly looks convincing after gaining 40 pounds for the role. And he's joined by Amy Adams as Lynn Cheney, Sam Rockwell as George W. Bush, Steve Carell as Donald Rumsfeld, Steve Carell? You gotta be kidding. Tyler Tyler Perry is Colin Powell? <laughs> Let's see. Lisa Gay Hamilton as Condoleezza Rice, and Lily Babe and Allison Pill as Liz and Mary Cheney. I would never expected Steve Carell and Tyler Perry. <laughs> um, that's, that's interesting. Yep. Let's see. Here are the other movie releases today. Now, there's only two on DVD only. First of the 72 is In the Intense Now, which is a documentary, and The Isle, which is a horror thriller. Unfortunately, whoever typed it better get his spelling check because he has horror. <laughs> supposed to be horror, not horror. <laughs> Alright, well anyway, the rest of the movies are all on Blu-ray and DVD. First, there's A Breath Away with Romain Duris. Then with a very good 74 is the comedy Egg with Christina Hendricks, Alicia Reiner and Anna Camp. 
And with a good 71 is the documentary The Great Buster, A Celebration. And then with a another halfway 50 is the adventure sci-fi The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot. The lowest score of the week goes to Patrick with Ed Screen and Jennifer Saunders. Let's see. Then we have Pledge with Zachary Bird. That scored a 54. Next with a 59 is Rust Creek with Hermione Corfield. And finally, we have Chuck Liddell in A Violent Man. Now, as for the TV on DVD and Blu-ray, we have uh, on we got on DVD only the first two: Archer season nine, Danger Island. Then we have the Bletchley Circle, San Francisco series one. Next three are on DVD. I mean Blu-ray and DVD. Excuse me. Dances with the Dragons, the complete series. Dragon Ball Super Part Seven, Golden Kamui season one. Then the next four are on DVD only. First, we have the Heart Guy Series 3, Last of the Summer Wine Vintage 2009. Uh, this, is the, this is the highest score of the week. My Brilliant Friend Season 1, 87. That's the mm-hmm. highest score of the week. Uh, then we have Rake Series 5. And finally, on Blu-ray and DVD, Season 1 of Space Battleship Tiramisu. <laughs> I like the name already. And I'm, gonna, and I'm gonna tell you this right now. There is uh, uh there's a there's another anime coming up next week, eighty one. What's that? It's called Mirai. Okay, that's another one I've heard good things about. Mhm. And I'll tell you this much, there are four movies in the red next week. <laughs> Ooh. You can say that ain't good. <laughs> All right, now it's on to the last thing here. And boy, we're only 12 minutes in and we're on the last thing here. Wow. Yep, on to the CDs and such. Maybe because of Easter approaching, I don't know. Maybe people are celebrating Lent. <laughs> and there's JJ. Hey, JJ. <laughs> All right, let's get on to the new releases here in April. And I need a swig of water because my mouth is beginning to dry out again, as usual. (laughs) Excuse that noise. That's my water bottle. (laughs) Fine. All right. Now, one of these does not have a date yet, but that's all right. We have Sun O with with the left, right side parenthetical mark, Life Metal. Then these are all the CDs that actually came out yesterday on April Fool's Day. We have Ariana Grande and Victoria Monet with Monopoly. The user score is just 43. That's not good. <laughs> no. then, we have, yeah, then we have iZone with Heart Eyes, Rakta with Falha Kumum, Young Buddha with Musica's Drift Volume 2. Chen with April and a Flower. We Wild Blood with Blood Slash Money. Samurai Bird with Spongebob. And yes, that's actually Spongebob. I hope they got permission for that one. <laughs> then we have Bozzy with Caught in the Fire. Five. And Katie Caulfield with Tance Ludlow. Then today we have four. Mac DeMarco with All of Our Yesterdays, Moon King with Voice of Lovers, Vale Smith with Origami, and then we have Empath with Active Listening, Night on Earth. Got to admit, that does not sound bad. Okay. Interesting. All right. Yeah, let's see. Then tomorrow we have Frankie Cosmos with Haunted Items. And what an interesting set of items. I see a key. A shirt, a ladder, <laughs> a cell phone. <laughs> hmm. All right. Then, yeah, it gets weird. Let's see. Then tomorrow we have Cheshi with Sad Fat Luck. Then everybody else comes out Friday. We have Way is Blood with Titanic Rising. The Drums with Brutalism. Periphery with Periphery 4, Hail Stan. I don't know if it's referencing to Stanley or not. I'm not even going to ask. Let's see. <laughs> then we have M. Sage with Catch a Blessing. Priests with The Seduction of Kansas. I don't think it's the band either. <laughs> then we have Jaws with The Ceiling. 
Giga with Thalassa, the dogs with Rid Me of Knives, Pup with Morbid Stuff, Luke Sital Singh with A Golden State, Shanna Cleveland with Night of the Worm Moon, Annie Hogan with Lost in Blue, Waste of Space Orchestra with Synthiosis, <laughs> Bryce Desner with El Chan, Bella Novella with Incinerate, King's Kaleidoscope with The Adventures of Zeal, Lena with Only Love, L. Let's see. Then we have Daniel Avery, Song for Alpha, B-Sides and Remixes. And let me see. I want to check one thing. Okay. Then we have Skold, spelled S-K-O-L-D, with Never Is Now. Johnny Thunders with Madrid Memory Live. Circa Waves with What's It Like Over There. Raket Kanan with RKTKN number three. Ratso with Stubborn Heart. Kiefer with Bridges. Judah with Eva. Sparrow Steeple with Tin Top Sorcerer. Say that one five times fast. <laughs> then we have Escort with City Life. Khalid with Free Spirit. Molly Tuttle with When You're Ready. Eleanor du- Dougal with A New Illusion. Brass Box with The Cathedral. Cassia with Replica, Conjurer with Sigils, Shark Muffin, yes, that's the name of the group, Shark Muffin with Gamma Gardening, (laughs) Grizz with Ride Waves, David Chesworth with Layer on Layer, John Vanderslice with The Cedars, Wilma Vritra with Bird, spelled B-U-R-D, Kendrick Scott Oracle with A Wall Becomes a Bridge, Taylor Parks with We Need to Talk, Latitudes with Part Island, Jasmine Thompson with Color, Night School with Disappear Here, Ifrika Electrique with Lyette El Bore, Sego with Sego Sucks, not Sega, but Sego, Sarah Borealis with Amidst the Chaos. Now, in case you remember, uh, she has the, um, she has that song Be Brave, if you ever hear it. It's a good one. Then we have Yacht Punk with Ghosts. Then we have, oh, I love this one, Cherry Pickles with Cherry Pickles. Oh, God. Cherry Pickles will harden your nipples. (laughs) Wow. And I thought the Nibble Convalescent Home in Pennsylvania was a weird name. Yes, there is. There was a place. There was a place in Pennsylvania called the Nipple Convalescent Home. (laughs) <laughs> then we have Jordan Sparks and Elijah Blake with 1990 Forever Partner with Saturday the 14th I Know Leopard with Love is a Landmine To Honey with A Taste of Control Todd with Covert Contracts The Proper Ornaments with Six Lennons Matt Summons with After the Landslide Evan Greer with She, Her, They, Them Callum Easter with Here or Nowhere Perfect Timing Easter. <laughs> we have PNL with Do Ferris. Rosie Plain with What a Boost. Charlotte Cornfield with The Shape of Your Name. Then we have Navit Confit with Engagement Lutz Clan at Respect. <laughs> Jacuzzi, spelled J A K U Z I, with, let's see, Hadapai. W H Lung with Incidental Music. Michelle, Michelle, Michelle Rivard with L'Origine de, me, de mes espèces. I probably destroyed that. Let's see, we have Gurley with Odd One Out. Martha with Love Keeps. Joseph Edgar with 2004 to 2019. Point Picot. Mana with Seven Steps Behind. Blackpink with Kill This Love. Lady Lamb with Even in the Tremor. Joe Beving with Henosis. James Hersey with Interverse. Then we have Lee Fields and the Expressions with It Rains Love. Idlewild with Interview Music. Anita with Kisses. Jai Wolf with The Cure to Loneliness. Girl Unit with Song Feel. And then we got this one. Visible Cloaks, Yoshio Ojima and Satsuki Shibano with Freakways Volume 15. Seren- Serenitatum. <laughs> Don't ask. 
And then the last CD of the week is on Saturday. Yeah, the last CD of the week is on Saturday. Is Prince Thomas with Ambitions. And guess what? We're already done, and we still have 40 minutes to go. Dang. Yeah. We is done already. Yep. Um, this Friday will be the start of Fruits Basket Season 1. It'll be streamed uh-huh. both on Crunchyroll and on uh-huh. Funimation Now. I am cool. excited for this show. Huh. I'm so excited. I used to watch this a little. I used to watch the first series after it came out a long time ago. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Meanwhile, I know Fairy Tale in Japan is wrapping up. It's in this final season. What here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I need to start watching that series mm-hmm. now, actually. Yeah, well, we see what happened with me was there was a um there was a uh, there was a clip on YouTube that I saw. It's like this girl named Mira Jane. I I don't I don't know anything about it. I barely know anything about it. And I see this girl's like, hmm, uh, Mira Jane fights this guy. Uh, now, his name is spelled, it's spelled fried, but it's pronounced freed. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So what happened is, um, freed her and her brother, and it's like, she unleashes this thing. She's got, she's got, a, she's got this takeover power, I think is what they hey, call silly, it. Hey, you may want to check the studio. Okay. All right. It's well, not right game, now, I but it might be Ashley. Okay. Uh, right now, I don't see anything. It's just us right now. <laughs> okay. But I am keeping an eye on it. Okay, good. All right, but anyway, um, use uh, me. But um, yeah, she's got this takeover soul, this takeover power. Oh, okay. Let's see. Hello. Hey. Hello. How's it going? Hey, Ashley. Hey. Good, how are you doing? Hey. Good, how about you guys? Cool. Doing well. That's Besides good. the scratchy throat, but you know. <laughs> yep, yeah, we're just waiting for Janet to get on. She's having dinner at the moment. Yeah, yeah, she's yes, yeah, now that she's two hours behind us, it gets a little bit more complicated. But, but, excuse me. I'm sorry for uh, excessive yawning. Fifteen yard right. penalty. <laughs> but okay. yeah. But anyway, back to back to the clip. I back to the clip. Um, she has this takeover. She has this takeover power, and she turns into like this big demon called Satan's soul. <laughs> oh God! Is this fairy tale still? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. In fact, let me like, find that clip. Let me go find like, that clip. I have the first two box sets, but I haven't even watched them yet. And I think they're in a combo pack, so I could watch watch the DVD version on my uh, laptop if I wanted to. Okay. Well, what I do? Well, here's what I do know is um, I know she lost she lost her younger sister. Like years ago, but that but she kept that thing buried away. Let me see if I can find it real quick. I know I've got. I know I've seen it. Just need to find it. Let's see. <laughs> ah, there it is. I found it. Okay. Uh, let me see. Where's the share button? There you are. Copy. All right, then we got one there. And then I'll put this one over here at the BTA chat. There it is. I will also... Uh, you can watch it whenever. <sighs> you have to watch it. When I put on these video clips, you're never required to watch it, like, right now. You must watch it now. No, you don't have to. 
Yeah, and the funny thing is, they do have the first season on Netflix. Yeah, they have they have Fairy Tale on Crunchyroll, and they have it on Funimation now too. Mhm. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. So we got that. Uh, let's see what else is new. <laughs> What I posted the link in there for you, Ashley. That might have been Ashley's phone. Oh, okay. thank you. <laughs> yep. Sorry about that. Yeah, I just sent a tour. Like, what the heck was that? <laughs> You're fine. Playing the game on my phone at the moment, so I'm kind of here and I'm kind of there. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of here and kind of there, <laughs> and I'm everywhere. <laughs> kind of like that Queen song. Mhm. <laughs> yeah, I love what JJ posted an hour ago. That awkward moment when a zombie is looking for friends and walks right by you. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, let's see. In the let's see. In the meantime, let's see. All right, I'm thinking about seeing that one for Thursday, but I may do this one now. But JJ posted this. A mom with terminal breast cancer is told she cannot take son out of school for one last vacation. Seriously? Well. Let me read the article, because there's actually a happy ending to this. Okay. I'm going to put it there. I'm also going to put it in the in the, uh, the BTA chat. I'll get it right out of my mouth. <laughs> now, there's... I don't see a date for this story. Let me see if I can find... All right, there's not a date, but... I would, I would honestly believe this is real. All right, anyway... um. 36-year-old Angela Rose was diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer over a year ago and told she likely had only one to two years left to live. She and her family have done their best to cope with the devastating news, and one of the ways they're doing this is by taking one final family vacation this year, which happens to be planned while school is in session due to the fact that the cost of the trip will be far less expensive during non-peak times of the year. So Rose applied for her 8-year-old son, Carlo, to be excused from his classes so he could join his mom, 13-year-old brother, and 18-year-old sister on the family holiday. I had to fill in a form to give the reasons I wanted to take my son out of school during term time, said Rose. I clearly stated that I had terminal cancer, and this could be our last holiday together. I just don't see how they could have made a mistake. But this, but the mistake was made all the same. Stanton Middle School in Milton Keynes, Buckinghamshire, denied her request, claiming that her situation did not fall under the, classif- the classification of exceptional circumstances, and that her son's absence would not be excused, despite his attendance record of 98%. If a dying 36-year-old mom wanted to take her boy on holiday for one last time isn't an exceptional case, then I dread to think what is, she said. Rose still planned on pulling Carlos out of school for the vacation, but she feared she would, the school would slap her with a 60 to 120 pound, in dollar, uh, pound fine for the offense, which she worried she wouldn't be able to pay. Cancer has taken its toll not only on the single mom's body, but also on her finances. Outraged and upset, Rose turned to social media to vent about her distressing situation, posting a letter from the school to her Facebook account. The post received hundreds of comments and shares, and many urged Rose to ignore the school's decision and take the trip anyway. Luckily, the school, luckily, she wouldn't have to do that, because the school later apologized to Rose and rescinded its decision to require Carlo to stay in school. Although we knew she had health issues, we did not realize the full extent of them, said a school spokesperson. We should have checked further, and we didn't, and we're very sorry. In, light, in the light of this, we will, of course, grant this leave of absence outside normal school holiday time. Now Rose and her children can take a much-needed vacation to spend time bonding and making memories that the siblings can cherish forever. 
We hope her story can be a lesson to other school officials to make sure they fully understand the situation before making decisions that may affect children and their families forever. Yay! Well, that's good, then. Yeah. So like I said, at least there was a happy ending to that one. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, this one may actually make you laugh, Okay. Now, uh, BCLE is outlawed in, a, in, would you believe, not every state? Okay. <laughs> and let's like, um, let's put it this way: uh, Kentucky Governor signs bill outlawing sex between people and animals. It's like they just now made this a law. Are you kidding? Oh. <laughs> Maybe. <they? laughs> No kidding. All right, so out of Louisville, Kentucky, and this was posted last, well, back on the 27th, so that was last Thursday, no, last Wednesday. Let's see. It's official. Bestiality will become illegal in Kentucky. Governor Matt Bevin signed a bill Tuesday that outlaws sex between humans and animals in the bluegrass state. Oh, God. I'm already laughing. Senate Bill 67 prohibits sexual contact between a person and an animal, defining sexual contact as any act committed between a person and an animal for the purpose of sexual arousal, sexual gratification, abuse, or financial gain. Kentucky had been one of the final few states not to have a law banning bestiality, alongside Wyoming, New Mexico, West Virginia, Hawaii, and Washington, D.C.? Okay, that's interesting. Uh, Several previous attempts at banning bestiality in Kentucky had failed in recent years. SB 67, which easily passed the House and Senate earlier this month, makes sex crimes against an animal a Class D felony, punishable by one to five years in prison. Perpetrators will be prohibited from owning animals, living in a household with animals, and working or volunteering in a place where they have unsupervised access to animals for at least five years after completing their sentence. In other words, the violator better not get them don't get near the Montgomery Humane Society. If the violator is not the owner of the animal that was abused, the animal must be returned to its rightful owners. The bill also makes offenders attend treatment or receive counseling. The bill's sponsor, Republican State Senator Julie Rack Adams, told the Courier-Journal in an email Wednesday she is very excited the bill has been signed into law. Not only will it protect our animals from abuse, but it will also protect women and children from violence, Adams said. It is proven beyond a doubt that persons who sexually assault animals are very likely to turn their violent tendencies toward women and children. And that's true. A survey of pet-owning families with substantiated reports of child abuse and neglect found that animals were abused in 88% of homes where child physical abuse was present, according to AmericanHumane.org. And let's see. In 2017, the FBI began tracking animal cruelty crimes, including bestiality, in its national incident-based reporting systems. While some opponents argue the bill is harmful to farmers and does not consider artificial insemination for breeding purposes, SB 67 lists exceptions including artificial insemination and accepted animal husbandry practices. SB 67 will take effect 90 days after the end of the legislative session on Thursday. All right. (laughs) As if things could not get weirder. Well, let's see. Oh, here's a good, here's a good, I found this story. It's like, oh, this is going to make you feel good. A teenager, a teenage son buys car for his single mother. Aw. Oh. There we go. That's... Yeah, this is, yeah, this is a story that will make you really feel good. If there's hope in the world, there are good people in the world. More good people. All right. Now this was this was from Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. And this is out of Fernley, Nevada. Family a family recently started life over after an unfortunate and unexpected situation. Crystal Preston, a single mother, lives in Fernley with her three kids and three dogs and was trying to make ends meet with no means of transportation. At my low point, here comes my son, she said. Everybody goes through rough patches in their life, but there's good that can come from any situation as long as somebody with a heart does it. 
Our oldest son, William Preston, 13, does yard and housework for the people in his community to make a little extra money. Being the oldest man in the house, he knew he wanted to help provide for his family. I saw on YouTube where people get their mom a car and then surprise her with it, William said. I wanted to do that. William was scrolling on Facebook and saw a woman selling a 1999 white Chevrolet Metro. It was really cheap, so I asked her if I could trade it or earn it. At first she said no, and after she thought about it, then she said yes, William said. After negotiating with the woman, William's quest soon became reality. He then went home to tell his mom the news. Mom, I got you a car. And she didn't believe me, William said. William and Crystal walked outside their home, and sure enough, the woman selling the car was there waiting for them. She drove the two of them to her house where the car was parked. Crystal was stunned. I lost it. I bawled. I was just like, there's no way, Crystal said. And then she gave me the keys and the paperwork. Even with a few quirks and a little work needed, Crystal says the car is perfect. The fact that my kid did this, I'm proud. But as a mom, I'm supposed to be able to take care of my kids. I'm supposed to do this, not the other way around. After the deed was done, Crystal posted the story on her Facebook page, where the story gained traction, even getting the attention of a local radio station, 101.3 FM Biggest Little Radio. (laughs) I like the name of that one. I did not by any means think that the next morning I was going to have a radio crew at my front door, and it kind of goes from there, Crystal said. But William didn't buy his mom a car for the publicity. I didn't really want that to happen. I just wanted to do it, that's all, William said. At last check, the Facebook post had dozens of likes, comments, and shares. A teenage son's selfless deed proves that age is just a number, and you can make a difference at any time. What 13-year-old buys their mom a car? I don't know any, Crystal said. I can't even express it. There are no words that can express my gratitude and how proud I am. That boy's going to go far in the world. That is indeed true. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just goes to prove. I still feel there are a lot more good people than bad people in the world. Okay, now I know I did not talk about... Let's see. Did I talk about this? I don't think we ever talked about the man going on a racist rant about a Spanish word. I don't think so. No, okay. I saw the article, but I didn't even read it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we did talk about this, but let's just say he gets upset over one word in Spanish. It's a day of the week. Give me a break. <laughs> yeah. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to fire off a rant rocket, but it ain't going to be the extreme rant rocket. I'm just going to do... I'm going to pick... I'm going to pick rant rocket two. Okay, now this was posted last Wednesday, and this is out of Anaheim. A bilingual menu apparently set off a customer in Southern California. A security camera caught the man ranting at Palapas Tacos employees, even threatening to call immigration authorities. It says it in Mexican. We're not in Mexico. We're in America, not Spanish, the irate customer says on the video. The man even begins yelling at customers who try to come to the cashier's defense. I'm an American. I don't do Spanish, the man said. Go get a hamburger. Go get a hot dog. The owner of the restaurant said the man could not understand the specialist board because one word was in Spanish. My cashier was really shaking when he left, said Juan Del Rio. Since he got in, he was aggressive. He was not having a good day. The sign for the specialist said Friday or Viernes in Spanish. That's what set him off. Wow. Yeah. But even when the cashier pointed that out, witnesses say the man didn't let up. That's when Del Rio grabbed his cell phone and followed the man to his car. The man said he would call immigration authorities because you're not legal, he said. That was particularly upsetting to the cook, Ruben Velasquez, who was also on the receiving end of the rant. I honestly don't know if he is racist, he hates Americans, or hates his life, Del Rio said. So. Wait a minute, are you kidding me? Oh, boy, listen to this. Florida 
man slices Florida man slices arm of man who denied him use of a squeegee. A what? A squeegee. It's one of those things. Let's see. What is it? You use it on your windshield of your car. It's like one side has the wet no. side, and then the other side, and the other side is like you know you wipe you wipe it clean. But it's like the one you find at a at a at a um, at a gas station. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At oh, a gas station, or sometimes loud. at a car wash too. Yeah, makes sense. Mhm. But it's like, are you serious, really? <laughs> Over an item that there's plenty of. Yeah. So here's what happened out of Port St. Lucie, Florida. Deputies in St. Lucie County couldn't find Fernand Velez Latorre after a March 11th incident left another man with a gash on his arm. Latorre allegedly cut the man with a razor blade after the victim wouldn't let him use wouldn't let him use a squeegee, according to arrest records reviewed by T.C. Palm. The 37-year-old turned himself in on March 20th and now faces felony charges for aggravated aggravated assault and battery with a deadly weapon. The victim told investigators, oh, "Latorre, okay, yep, there she is. Hello, Janet. You Hello, made everybody. it. Yeah, hey, barely." Girl. Yeah, and say hi, hi to Ashley. She's on the. She's here too. Hi, Ashley. Hey. Hey. Usually you've just shown up in the chat room. Nice to hear your voice, Ashley. Thank you. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, well, I'm reading this your story. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, the 37-year-old turned himself in on March 20th and now faces felony charges for aggravated assault and battery with a deadly weapon. The victim told investigators Latore was intoxicated when they started arguing about the squeegee, a T-shaped tool used to clean windows. He said when he denied Latore's request, the suspect retaliated by pulling out a laser blade and slicing his arm. The victim took off running when he saw Latore grab a machete. A witness saw the victim jump into the pickup, but Latore followed behind him shouting, I'll kill you, I'll kill everybody. Latore reportedly had been living in a car that had been parked in the victim's or witness's driveway. Ooh, somebody's all up here. All that over a squeegee. Yeah. Hey, got good news about my mom. What's She's that? doing great. She's doing great. Hey, that's good news. She's got a bit more of an appetite back. Mm-hmm. And she's um just doing so much better, and I'm happy. So anyway, carry on. I'll just okay. Keep well, all right. Well, here's a here's a nice new here's a nice one. Uh, all right, Chicago is about to have its first black woman and first openly gay person as the mayor of Chicago. Oh, Hey-o. you yeah. know a few people aren't going to like that, but my yeah. idea is this: if she can do her job. Yep. More power to her. Doesn't affect her job? More power to her, exactly. Yeah, it's like, well, well, well. Now, usually we don't talk politics, but this is probably going to be a big deal. But anyway, uh, former federal prosecutor Lori Lightfoot was elected Chicago mayor today, becoming the first black woman and first openly gay person to lead the nation's third largest city. Lightfoot defeated Tony Preckwinkle. I love the name Preckwinkle. Tony what? Tony Preckwinkle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I wonder if it's a variation on the Periwinkle. Good question, but boy, that's a name I'd love to use in a a future story one day. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Lightfoot defeated Tony Preckwinkle, who served in the city council for 19 years before becoming Cook County Board President. Lightfoot promised to rid City Hall of corruption and help low-income and working-class people she had been she said had been left behind and ignored by Chicago's political ruling class. It was a message that resonated with voters weary of political scandal and insider deals and who said the city's leaders for too long have invested in downtown at the expense of neighborhoods. Chicago will become the largest U.S. city to elect a black woman as mayor when Lightfoot is sworn in on May 20th. She will join seven other black women currently serving as mayors in major U.S. cities, including Atlanta and New Orleans. Lightfoot, 56, has never been elected to public office. She and her wife have one daughter. 
She emerged as a surprising leader in the first round of voting in February when 14 candidates were on the ballot to succeed Mayor Rahm Emanuel, who decided against running for a third term. Lightfoot seized on outrage over a white police officer failed shooting of black teenager Laquan McDonald to launch her reformer campaign. That was even before Emanuel announced he wouldn't seek re-election amid criticism for initially resisting calls to release video of the shooting. I am not a person who decided I would climb the ladder of a of a corrupt political party, Lightfoot said during a debate last month. I don't hold the title of committee man, central committee man, boss of the party. Preckwinkle countered that her opponent lacks the necessary experience for the job. This is not an entry-level job, Preckwinkle has said repeatedly during the campaign. It's easy to talk about change. It's hard to actually do it. And that's been my experience, being a change maker, a change agent, transforming institutions and communities. Joyce Ross, 64, a resident of the city's predominantly black west side, who is a certified nursing assistant, cast her ballot Tuesday for Lightfoot. Ross said she believes Lightfoot will better be able to clean up the police department and curb city's violence. She was also bothered by Preckwinkle's association with longtime alderman Ed Burke, who was indicted earlier this year on charges he tried to shake down a restaurant owner who wanted to build in his ward. My mama always said birds of a feather flock together, Ross said. Truly Gannon, a 39-year-old mother of four who works as a dietitian, says she wasn't bothered by the stories that portrayed Preckwinkle as an insider aligned with questionable po- politicians like Burke. She supported Preckwinkle based on her experience. I'm not sure Lightfoot would be able to handle the job like Preckwinkle, she said. The campaign between the two women got off to a contentious start, with Preckwinkle's advertising focusing on Lightfoot's work as a partner at Mayor Brown, one of the nation's largest law firms, and tagging her as a wealthy corporate lawyer. Preckwinkle also tried to cast Lightfoot as an insider for working in police oversight posts under a manual and police oversight procurement in emergency communications posts under Mayor Richard M. Daly. In one ad, Preckwinkle criticizes Lightfoot's oversight of the emergency communications in 2004 when a fire killed four children. A judge ordered Lightfoot to preserve 911 tapes after questions were raised about how the emergency call was handled. The ad notes some of the tapes were destroyed prompted the judge to rebuke Lightfoot. The ad sparked a backlash from the family of three of the children killed, with their sister accusing Preckwinkle of trying to take advantage of her family's tragedy. Lightfoot also responded by scolding her opponent for being negative while also airing ads pointing out Preckwinkle's connection to powerful local Democrats, including one under federal indictment. Preckwinkle spent much of her time during the campaign answering for her ties to Chicago's political establishment. She and her supporters asserted her rise to the the Democratic Party leadership did not hinder her ability to oppose policies promoted by the city's ever-powerful mayors. My whole career has been about change, and change is action and results, not not simply words, said Preckwinkle, who asserts her experience makes her better positioned to lead a city with financial problems in poorer neighborhoods that are wracked by gun violence. Despite the barbs on the campaign trail, the two advanced similar ideas to boost the city's deeply troubled finances, which include an estimated $250 million budget deficit in next year and billions in unfunded pension liabilities. Both candidates expressed support for a casino in Chicago and changing the state's income tax system to a graduated tax in which higher earners are taxed at a higher rate, two measures lawmakers have tried unsuccessfully for years to pass. Lightfoot said that that as mayor, she would focus on investing in neighborhoods on the west and south sides and bring transparency and accountability to City Hall. She added she also wants to restore people's faith in government. Election officials said turnout was about 30% just before polls were scheduled to close. Uh, hmm. Sounds like somebody's got their hands full. Yeah. Hello. Hey, 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 guys. Lala. Hey, Lala. What's up, y'all? Hey, Lala, how's it going? I don't hold too long. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's okay. I was listening to your um, article. I'm just sitting here keeping an eye on Blue, keeping an eye on Mom, eating my ramen. How are you doing, Lala? I'm good, but I do have an update for you in the entertainment section. Talk to us. Let's just say, uh, did anybody saw that HBO uh, documentary, or should I say mockumentary, of uh, Leaving Neverland? No, I don't have HBO. I don't have cable. Well, here's the thing. I don't have HBO, so. Well, 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 here's the tea that's getting ready to be spilled. The director, Dan Reed, is backtracking everything he said about Jimmy Safe Chuck being abused at the train station. Oh. 
Well, we'll just have to wait well, and see. Well, here's my deal. Why am I not surprised? It's been blowing up all over Twitter. I'm telling you, the man, the fans are up in arms. The MJ statue has been removed from the McDonald's building up in the UK, and now the fans are pissed off. Hmm. Jeez. And here's on another. Yeah, and on another no entertainment industry. No offense to you, Lala. Hmm? Lala. No offense to you, but I like Michael Jackson's music up until, oh, say, Thriller, Beat It, Billie Jean. Mm. Now, this is just me. No offense to you, Lala. Not taken. He got a little too weird for me. Not taken, but here's the good news in the entertainment side. Janet Jackson just got inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, right. mm-hmm. She along with Def Leppard and, and and a few others. Mhm. Yep, and they just had um, I think it was aired on HBO, but I didn't get a chance to see it. But she said, and I quote, "Your your little baby sister has made it." Mainly doing a tribute to her brother. Not only mm-hmm. that, her brothers and Michael are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She is right beside him in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Cool. All right. Way to yeah. go, Janet Jackson. Yep. Yep. Along with, along with um, Janet Jackson, we have Stevie Nicks, who love her, good music. Radiohead, um, mm-hmm. Roxy Music, The Zombies. And the and the cure along with Sid Def Leppard, like I mentioned just a moment ago. Ah. Well, Mike, here's something yeah. you might have been interested in if you had cable and could get American Pickers. The Pickers I, showed um, a segment with um, the female that works for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They had found a guy. That had the chat, the chat, the body part for Aerosmith's old tour van that they used to tour in back in the seventies. And I thought, how cool! How cool is that? Mm-hmm. I used to watch that show when I was visiting friends at one night, and they had cable. Uh huh. Well, I thought Mike would be interested in this if he could see it. I have to be honest, this is not any of my business. I hope everybody is ready for WrestleMania. Surely not, man. Yeah. Yeah, just to let you know, things are getting really bad in WrestleMania now. Yeah, I heard. Now, there's rumors going going around. Enlighten me, people. Well, first and foremost, for what I heard from Derek, who's in Vegas right now, told me there's going to be a fatal. There's like an announcement going on that there's going to be a winner take all, that the winner of WrestleMania take home both belts, Raw mm. and SmackDown, and I think it's going to be a fatal four-way, so I don't know who's going to be the final one that's going to be in Charlotte versus Ronda versus Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. Now, is Ronda, is that Rousey you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, Ronda Rousey. She's in um, WWE now. Oh. And here's okay. an old fact, and I didn't even know this. Did you know that Ronda Rousey is a saxophone player? I didn't know, I know that. that. I don't know that. She is yeah, just a saxophone sex- looking at Ronda Rousey, you know, you think, oh, shit. Yeah, go on YouTube. She is a saxophonist. Go um, keyword in on YouTube. Ronda Rousey, saxophone, WWE. I didn't know she can play the saxophone. I did not know that until I saw it. This can (laughs) be deceiving at times. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I know she's the baddest you-know-what on the planet, but a saxophonist? (laughs) Now I need to do more research on Ronda Rousey. (laughs) Yeah. I'll bet it's probably Ronda's any... backup plan in case this fell through. Yeah, she could be a saxophonist. <laughs> any mm-hmm. band would hire her. Mm-hmm. 
But anyway, just to let y'all guys know, on the 24th, I will not be here. Me and okay. my mom are going. Me and my mom will be going out of town to the Sydney um, Family Day the celebration. We're going to celebrate Uncle Wesley, and we're going to go and see my grandmother's tombstone. All right. Oh, I hope but I'll send back nice. tons of pictures, though. So okay. what? Are we, right. So what have I missed um, today? Well, let's see. Um, we had a lot of April Fools yesterday, including the, including Krypton site's crazy joke about the uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover that's coming up later on this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, that was I, when I read that site. Like, I I just about fell for the joke. <laughs> you almost got out, funked. Yeah, I almost got funked, but yeah, it's like it's like they had to update it later in the day, saying it's our April Fools gag. <laughs> I, I also too. did a little April Fool's joke too yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I fell for it. <laughs> hey, but a lot of people I, did. What mm-hmm. I saw yeah. on your your Facebook page, I wasn't the only one. Mhm. Well, well, there's quite a few that still actually think so, but. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't even hear about this, Lala. There was like a McPickle burger in Australia. Oh yeah, I heard about the McPickle burger. That was plastered all over Twitter. Yeah. Who would ever eat a McPickle burger? Not me. I couldn't stand that many pickles. <laughs> I can't stand pickles either. All it is is just cucumber is all it is is just cucumber and vinegar. Yeah. Yeah, but depending yeah, on how long you leave them in the pickling solution is good. Mm. Yeah. True. Well, anyway, we are running out of time on this show. We're down to like two minutes and 24 seconds. So, anyway, uh, Lala, it's good to hear from you. Ashley, it's good to hear from you. Hey, Ashley, come back. Get on. Get on. Hey, Ashley, come Friday. You know what to do. Yeah. All right, I'll be on Friday. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey. Yep. Anyway, um, don't forget, tomorrow night is our Food Fascinations episode where we're going to talk about the history and the art of the leftovers. <laughs> yes, you think they may not sound important, but I've heard of people actually making gourmet meals out of leftovers. So, <laughs> uh-huh. so that should be fun. And Thursday, of course, is the free-for-all, and Friday is the all-out review and naughty Mad Lib show. <laughs> no, yes. Yep. Looking forward to that again. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm just going to go ahead and say this right now. We hope you have a great night. Have a safe night. And please remember to follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Our handle is BTA underscore TIP. And follow us at our website, beyondtheairwaves.weebly.com. If you ever missed an episode, there are three ways to catch up. First, there's the Stitcher.com app, which is available on iTunes, Google Play, and the Amazon Kindle Store. Second, you can listen to or download full episodes of the show from blogtalkradio.com. And finally, you can find us on iTunes. Just do a search on the podcast for Beyond the Airways, and you'll find many of our episodes there. So with that in mind, I'm going to say love, peace, and chicken grease. Everybody have a great night. Sleep well, stay safe, and we'll see you tomorrow for Food Fascinations. Hey, Ashley. Ashley. Yeah? Look around. I don't think you stuck around to hear the end. New things, Shirley's done, right, girl? Oh, yeah. Do the newer Probably one. right. Mm-hmm. You can't do the newer one. Don't worry, I have an idea. All right, that's all for tonight. Have a great night, and remember... You m- I almost had him. I had him. I almost had him. <laughs> you stuttering prick, you. Shut up! That's number one. Number two. I am vengeance. I am the night. I am... <laughs> and finally... And finally, number three, if I can find it. Oh, here it is. This is the voice of the Mr. Rons. We know you can hear us, Earthmen. Shut up! No! <laughs> oh, you didn't do the one I was hoping you'd do. Well, I, I, I'd rather not do it tonight. It's fine. 
<laughs> I have it. I just don't right. do it that often. Right. <laughs> I'll wait till Friday. All right. Well, that's all for tonight. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. Night, y'all. Take care. Good night, everyone. Shana. Shana. Shana.